Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Well, I am encouraged by what I'm getting on the Ramoslaw.com text line right now. Strong, strong SWS support out there. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, we've, really? we've, 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 uh, Coined the term, are you a SWS Bronco fan? Are you a stand-with-Sean guy or gal? I'm an SWS. I stand with Sean. Mm-hmm. Mark, you stand with Sean. Yeah. And uh, so far, the reaction on the Rumblesaw.com text line, very, 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 very strong. A lot of SWSs out there. Good to hear. Good to hear. Very encouraging. Uh, speaking of uh, encouraging... Mm-hmm. So I, I want to I read this this text to you. This was about our conversation that we were having earlier about the idea of do you give up basically the top of your next two drafts and maybe even a, a stud player, PS2, to go after a quarterback up high. Paul and Aurora says desperation is a trap. It'll get you every time. Mm. Would this be a desperate move in your opinion? Again, I, I I don't have an opinion because I don't know enough about the players at the top. I mean, I know what people have said, right? But people said that, you know, Penix was a big-time arm talent quarterback prospect. Then I watched him play, and I was like, not for me, he's not. I mean, maybe I got, you know, maybe the, the national championship game was – Maybe that's just the, he had a bad game, but I'm talking about mechanically the way he looks, all that kind of stuff. Um, desperation. If the guy, if you truly believe, <clears throat> excuse me, the guy is generational, and that that he is going to be awesome, he's going to be great. Then moving up is not moving up is what you have to do. If you have questions, then I think. You can't move up. To, to me, it's not a, a, a desperate act at all. And, and here's why. Because as a, a, an SWS guy, a, a Sam with Sean, I have faith in Sean Payton. I believe that Sean Payton is is one of the the best offensive minds, contrary to what we saw last, last year, more than a minute. But I do believe that he has proven himself to be one of the uh, more innovative offensive minds out there. I think he he knows good quarterback play. I think mm-hmm. he knows what good quarterback play looks like. I think he knows the the characteristics to look for. And so if he if he put his stamp on this kind of a move, it's because he has identified the guy, not a guy, the guy that he believes can be his breeze that Mm -hmm. he believes can be his Mahomes. And remember, this was a guy who, when he was in New Orleans, they were prepared to draft Patrick Mahomes until Kansas City jumped up ahead of him. See, Peyton is in a position when it comes to if he selects a quarterback, it's legitimate to me because much the same way that Andy Reid saw in Patrick Mahomes a lot of Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because Reid coached Favre. And I think that unlike a lot of these teams who have decision makers who just don't have that kind of firsthand understanding they throw darts when it comes to picking quarterbacks but if you if you've got somebody in charge who identifies a quarterback because they see in that quarterback 
the same kind of greatness in another quarterback that they've worked with or coached, to me that legitimizes it. And it doesn't feel like it's an act of desperation. So put it this way. If it's George Payton, <laughs> you know, giving up the next two drafts to move up to, to take a quarterback, uh, that doesn't feel like a legitimate stamp to me. Payton does it? Yeah. Sean right. Payton does it? Yes. So I would yeah. not look at it as an act of desperation at all. And he's got a track record that when he goes in on a guy, that guy improves. And you, and you, you know, eloquently pointed that out yesterday. By the way, did you hear anything from uh, thing one and thing two in the afternoon? <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, they're still insisting that. Uh, well, they were taking victory laps yesterday that because uh, Joel Clack came out and said that, that Harbaugh uh, is number two in the division. So they, they took that as proof when they weren't listening. What Joel said was, well, Harbaugh's two because he's got a better quarterback on paper right now. That that's the yeah. only reason that he's number two. That if it was flipped, then Peyton would be number two. So it had nothing to do with the actual quality of the coach. Klatt said it's all about what kind of quarterback do you have right now. He he was the one that said right. Klatt said uh, a lot of people aren't going to like this, but uh, NFL coaching is in many ways overrated. Yes. So that's not Correct. exactly endorsing uh, Zach and Phil's point at all. But they ran with it. That's fine. They need a win. Um, well, but they also thought that A1 was, you know, <laughs> 1A was was a higher rank than 1 overall. Zach did apologize for that. He did, okay. he did admit to getting he that did. one wrong. Okay. He did, right. he did admit to getting that one wrong. Uh, as far as now, for, for, for those who think that I'm swinging from uh, Sean Payton's uh, banana hammock here, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We asked Troy Rank uh, earlier today about what he thought about Sean Payton's first year as Broncos coach, and I agreed 100% with what Troy had to say. He definitely changed the culture. He created a sense of accountability. The expectations changed dramatically. It's a much better coaching staff. So he delivered on that. In watching his practices, how it's run, the attention to detail, all of that is real. As a game day coach, I thought he was rather ordinary. I was disappointed. Uh, the game seemed fast for him in a year away from it. I don't know exactly why. If it's just not knowing the personnel and being away and new opponents, being in the AFC, a very unfamiliar schedule. But, you know, between the use of timeouts and not seeming to be in sync with their identity, especially early. They were a passing team early when they ran the ball really well. And then when they stopped running the ball really well, they never went back to passing. It was just, he, it seemed like he had trouble finding out who they are. And it's some of that's talent-related, I get it, and they need another year to build out the roster. But in terms of culture building and coaching staff, accountability, and attention to detail, he delivered. Game day, I thought it was rather ordinary, and I would expect more, for him, more from him in his second season. I agree with that 100%. You? Um, yeah, I think I, – I just think from the game seemed fast, I, I – like, I think there are a lot of factors that factor into that, and it's not all, it's not always the coach. You know what I'm saying? So, so I would, I would tell you, so if you're asking, you know, if you're asking, you know, Russell to, you know, he's learning a new offense and you want him in a certain formation or a certain personnel group. And he doesn't spit it out fast enough, and you're late getting to the line of scrimmage, and then you're forced to take a timeout. Is that on the coach? 
if the quarterback doesn't isn't able to to articulate it, I would say not. But wouldn't so, you? But what, don't you think his overall game management went a little deeper than that? The the criticisms. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's deeper than that. But I think there are there are some things that led to that. But I don't. I don't sit there and say and think, oh, the game is like, like the game has passed him by, or the game got fast because he took a year off, you know, a year away from it. Um, it. It didn't. It didn't get fast on him the year he was suspended. The next year. So I, I think there are some. I think there are some underlying reasons that, and I think you saw those reasons on the sideline when he's you know yelling at Russ for whatever he was yelling at Russ for for. At, at different times during the season when he's undressing him. Correct? Correct. Uh, breaking news in the NFL. The final coaching opening has been filled. Has it? Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Who I guess? has Washington hired? Uh, my guess, I have not seen this. Uh, I'm going to go Dan Quinn. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn, culture builder. Dan DQ. Good for him. Man, that, that's, yes. a, that's a guy I wanted to be the head coach here. At, uh, let's see, how far do we have to go back? Uh, I wanted him after VJ. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the guy. So I was I was banging the, yeah, I was banging the table mm-hmm. for Dan Quinn instead of uh, what turned out to be Vic Fangio. So, And then I got it. Then I, I think I was banging. Yeah, then I banged the table again for Dan Quinn after Vic instead of Hackett. Right. So right. twice the Broncos did not listen to me. And I have a feeling that Dan Quinn's going to make them look foolish. I like Dan Quinn. I, I like Dan Quinn a lot. You know, I was thinking last night, I was like, you know, who's available for Washington since, you know, since Ben Johnson said no and everything else? Ron Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> they could have rehired him. What? What 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 was once old is new again, right? That yes. kind of thing. It's like uh, right. something coming back, right? It's a, a, feel like a fad that comes back. We feel like you've learned your lesson from the last fire. <laughs> That's right. Now I we would like you, you back. back. <laughs> We'd like you. So that means that means that this whole coaching cycle, a lot of openings, came and went with Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick not getting and Pete Carroll not getting jobs. Mm-hmm. Although, did you see immediately? They they had the, he's still there, folks. But do you see what Jerry Jones said about he was asked specifically about Bill Belichick, and instead of doing what he should have done and maybe uh, you know d- kind of deflected the question, you know, because he's recommitted to to Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy and and this time they mean business this season, mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, I could easily see myself working with Bill. We have yeah. a lot in common." I'd have no you, problem working with Bill. Right. Okay, great. Um, okay. You just immediately made Mike McCarthy a lame duck coach. Yeah. I love, by the way, I love the fact that Jerry Jones is at the Senior Bowl just doing homework. Yeah. Just evaluating talent. You know he's got a stopwatch. It's probably like a stopwatch yeah. that's like, uh, you know, like 70 years old. His grandpappy <laughs> gave it to him or something. You know, it's, it's a sundial. It's like, <laughs> he's just like, just like, nah, mm, I will watch him one on one. And, uh, 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 uh. Coming up next, uh, for, for as cocky and as uh, bombastic and arrogant. And as mm-hmm. sure of himself as Stephen A. Smith can be, 
Oh, did he get his lunch handed to him? And you're going to hear the proof uh, next. You use your cell phone for a lot of things, but you shouldn't have to use it for everything. You deserve reliable home internet that fits your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash free to see if you qualify. Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Brought to you by Papa Murphy's. Nuggets lose last night. Shorthanded. Nikola Jokic did not play. Only the second game he's missed this season. They lose 105-100 in Oklahoma City. And Michael Malone detailing why they lost the game. Yeah, I mean, what we have to learn is that you got to finish out the possession with a rebound. I mean, if we rebound, we win this game. Simple as that. I mean, you can't give up seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter when it's a one or two possession game. You know, so that's the thing that my biggest takeaway without having watched the film is that um, on the road against a quality opponent, all the details matter. Yeah, details, and that includes not giving up seven out of the uh, overall 15 offensive rebounds that Oklahoma City gathered in that fourth quarter. And it also means without a guy like Jokic, you need other guys to step up, and the shooting was cold. 40% shooting. Michael Porter Jr., 6 of 17. Jamal Murray, 6 of 14. Peyton Watson, KCP, 3 of 10. So a, a tough shooting night. And the Nuggets end up losing. But, but, Mark, you know me, and I think you've agreed to on this in the past. I believe in moral victories. Sorry, I know that that offends mm-hmm. some people out there. It's, oh, you got to win-win. It's only about winning. Don't have a loser's mentality. Sorry, I, do th- I, I, I find some value in losses. I do, sometimes. Yeah. And in this case, I, I think you sent a message. Uh, Oklahoma City had uh, four of their top five scorers playing, and the one guy that was sitting out is by no means uh, the equivalent of Nikola Jokic sitting out for the Nuggets. And the Nuggets hung in despite, you know, really not playing that that good of a game. And for an Oklahoma City team that obviously looks at their matchups with the Nuggets, especially at home, as uh, bullseye games, as, as, as litmus test games, for the Nuggets to hang the way they did, I think kind of plants a seed in Oklahoma City's mind that, you know what, when we meet or if we meet in the playoffs, eh, we're probably not ready to beat these guys. Yeah, I think that I like that. I like that. I, I I do because you've got to you got to sit there and think, man. We could only beat these guys by five, and you know, like Malone said, hey, we gave up seven offensive rebounds. But if not for those seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter, we win that game without the best player on the planet. Come on, if you're only five points better when Jokic isn't playing, the best player in the world, like I I do think that puts us. Uh, uh, puts that seed of doubt in your head. I, I, I do. I believe that, man. I, I, I think that's 100% true. I think you're right on. You're friendly with Stephen A. Smith, right? Oh, sure. Sure. By the way, Papa Murphy's, home of Take and Bake Tuesdays and $5 Fridays, mm-hmm. as we uh, recap what happened with the Nuggets last night. But you're friends with Stephen A., right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had Stephen A. on last year. It was after, well, it was right in the height of the... Uh, MVP debate and Embiid and Jokic and all that. And he came out with us to the Denver audience and said, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd vote for Jokic. And then quickly, 
when he got mm. back to Bristol, was saying he was an Embiid guy. Mm-hmm. Not happy. Not happy. Right. But uh, he got a bit of a comeuppance uh, yesterday as uh, he and Christopher Mad Dog Russo got into a debate about Embiid and Jokic. And listen to your boy Stephen A. get owned. Here we go. I'm talking about in terms of his skill set and his game and what he brings to the no table. No way. Healthy Embiid, I'm taking no way. Jokic or any big man in basketball right now. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Jokic is unbelievable. So Jokic is, is one of the... I got... So is Embiid. People think that Jokic <laughs> might be the greatest center of all time. Excuse me, and there are people who believe that from a talent perspective it might be Embiid. You got to win a couple championships before I you told, get that level, I get told, that label. I, I totally agree. Stephen A, come on. Joel Embiid, the most talented of all centers? Hey, these eyes have seen Kareem play. They've seen they've seen Akeem Olajuwon play. Um, they've seen David Robinson play. They've seen Shaq play. Uh, Joel Embiid, you are none of these guys. Well, none just, of these guys. When you... From a, from a, just a talent standpoint. Now, if you want to say Joel Embiid for a big man might have one of the purest strokes from outside, I'll, you're like, okay, we can talk about your ability to shoot, but just from a, a, a the Akeem the dream, like, come on, dude, that's not even you're not even the, you're not even the same conversation. So it gets even better. Uh, Stephen A says there's a a very good excuse why Joel Embiid has not had uh, more playoff or, or championship success. But I can make the argument that Embiid's health has impeded him from doing No, you can't. Oh, yes, I can. Was he healthy oh, yes, last year in Game he, 7 he in was, Boston? Excuse me. He was on the court, so I'm not going to sit up there and completely disagree with you, but he wasn't 100%. He's never 100%. That's the problem. How about the Toronto series against Kawhi Leonard when they lost in six excuse games? Me, excuse me. He was unhealthy during that time, too. Uh, how about Miami two years ago when they lost in six? Oh, was he healthy I, in that I series? I am openly conceding that Embiid has not been to a conference finals, let alone a championship, and I get it. So what but are you, you going want, based on talent? Look at this brother's skill set and what he brings to the table when he is on the court healthy. That's all I'm saying. I, mean, I would take Jokic because of Jokic's durability and reliability. But from a skill perspective, disagree. Or from no, a uh, skill perspective, disagree. and be all day. Wow. Fool mm. this man! So, so, so the excuse making, and I want to go back to that Celtic series uh, last year. So he missed game one of that series, but he played in game two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And uh, in in game uh, four, he played forty six minutes, scored thirty four points. In game five, he played 37 minutes, scored 33 points. In game six, he played 41 minutes and scored 26 points. And then in decisive game seven, with it all on the line, his team lost by 24 points. He played 38 minutes, and he scored 15 points on five of 18 shooting. Owned. Stephen A. Owned. One more. 
as he okay. walks himself into a trap. Jokic can oh, handle man. the ball. He's a much better passer. Okay. You must what, be. What Are we going to start what, what today with this with this asinine remark out of you? What happens to Jokic when he goes straight up against him? Well, and Bede never wait, wait, plays wait, wait, him in Denver, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't he doesn't walk. go he to Denver. Right he passes. The game's in Denver. He sits out. You literally just teed yourself up with that. That's right. Did you just say when they go head-to-head? Because they don't go head-to-head. He is averaging 27 a game against Teed yourself. He doesn't play in you know. Owned. Oh my Owned. gosh. Owned. Boy, I tell you what. Owned. I mean, can I tell you something? Owned. I don't. I think you're the. I think you're the best. You know, wedge driver on the planet. Oh no 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 no! I know where you're going. But but Russo. Russo no no Russo no 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 no. Russo no. Just freaking no. owned him right no, there. No, 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 no. Russo is at a whole. Uh, no, I, I am, uh, I am, uh, I am, but a humble servant to uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo when it comes to that kind of. Thing. He made he made Stephen A. flustered. He made him stammer, stutter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. backed him into a corner, and made him look silly. Yeah, man, that this is that ridiculous. Just, that's ridiculous. <laughs> He's got a little bit of uh he's got a little bit of the princess bride guy, you know. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah. Never get uh, the land war with Asia, but never go against the Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Inconceivable. Oh, mm. uh, you got rogue, do you have the New Christopher Russo drops that we now use in the in the bank now in the vault. Just just roll them out. The data freaks. Mm. Data freaks. They do football via math. That's not how you do football. <laughs> Manage the game properly. Pay attention, Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What a loss. Yeah, there's a little bit of that uh, Princess Bride mm. list thing going on right there. I like yeah, he's that. Got a, I like he's got that. a little bit. Of, yeah, like he that. finishes with a little bit of extra spit. So we got to get once uh, once we get past the Super Bowl. Can we can we get uh, let's get Stephen A. back on again because he he has some splaining to do. Yep, he really he does. Especially when does. He, especially when he goes. Well, look at him when they go head to head. They he doesn't he, he doesn't come to Denver. Stop it. Yes. Get some help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until mm-hmm. until he plays Jokic in Denver, everything else is irrelevant. Yeah. Oh my and goodness. He, he won't see him this year in nope. Denver. Nope. Because they're not going to the finals. They're the uh, Cowboys of the NBA. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Coming up in uh, what's trending. Uh, based on these reports, however you want to, whatever stock you want to put in them, it explains why Vic Fangio couldn't wait to get out of South Beach. And uh, Travis Kelsey on why he and Patrick Mahomes weren't playing Justin Tucker's silly games. That's coming up next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Big scheme of thing, no big deal that the uh, Nuggets lost last night in Oklahoma City, 105-100. But um, the loss stings a bit because Aaron Gordon said after the game that he really, really took it upon himself to um, make up for the absence of Nikola Jokic and, and really elevate his game. And he played a really, really good game. 16 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 blocks. 
And Michael Malone was uh, disappointed for Aaron Gordon. I wanted that game for a lot of our guys, but I, really for Aaron, I, I thought he was just phenomenal in terms of the effort and the aggression, the playmaking, the shot blocking, the defense. Um, you know, we, we, we asked a lot of him tonight. You know, we, we, we played guys heavy minutes, uh, but I, I thought Aaron was just uh, phenomenal across the board tonight. That says a lot about Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's there's not much that I'm going to be upset about this this loss. Heck, I'm playing up the moral victory uh, angle. But if there is one element of this that, that bugs me, is that yet, yet again an opportunity for Michael Porter Jr. to sort of step out of that complimentary role and show that he can be the guy. And too often when they've had games where Jokic or Murray uh, or Gordon is out, you look at that as a chance for, hey, MPJ, really, really show yourself here. You're you're given the opportunity. You got a green light. Go out and play like a leading man instead of a, a supporting actor type thing. And six of seventeen shooting, fifteen points. You know that just is like to me. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I just, I just keep thinking to myself. I, I don't know why. We think he's going to be something that he's not. Like, should we just change the expectations? Like, the money that and the contract they gave him changed everybody's expectations. I just, I don't have those expectations for him. I just don't think he's that guy. Well, you feel that way, but there are still plenty of people out there who who believe he can be. And well, for, and for those people, I'm, saying, I'm like, for those people, I'm like, okay, well, these are the kind of games where. Prove it to me, and right. he doesn't. Well, that's what I'm saying is those people need to to basically adopt my opinion immediately and change <laughs> their own. Okay. See, that's, you people have been warned. Yes, you've, you've been forewarned. Change or to, else. <laughs> right. To get off the uh, – get your, your opinion is ridiculous. Change it immediately and adopt mine. Oh, this is juicy. You're going to love this. So okay. Vic Fangio has landed in, in Philadelphia as their defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. So this is according to Sports Radio WIP in Philadelphia, which I'm going to assume they got it from Vic. Uh, here's this uh, report. Multiple Dolphins players reportedly prioritized the, quote, Miami lifestyle over football, which led to a, quote, disconnect before, between former D.C. Vic Fangio and the team. You always got to be careful. You got you got to be careful. So as I, I was like I was on a Seattle radio station just Tuesday, and I had said that because they're worried about you know at that point they hadn't hired a coach yet, and they had just been turned down by Ben Johnson. And I said, well, you know, I talked to Ben Johnson six weeks ago or so, and. He said, you know, I was he wasn't in a hurry and, and it had to be the right situation for him. And, you know, and, and he wasn't in a hurry just to accept a head coaching job, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, you know, I, I would assume that, you know, a place like the Chargers would probably be high on the priority list because they have a young stud quarterback. Um, so anyhow, the producer of said show 
tweeted out that, you know, I had said he, I talked to Ben six weeks ago and he wasn't in a hurry. He said the only place he'd want to go is the Chargers. That's how he tweeted Uh-oh. it out. Uh-oh. And so, you know, of course it goes viral and, and I'm getting calls and people are asking about it and I'm like, oh, that's not what I said at all. So he just texted me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My haste to be first. Yeah, everybody's haste to be first, right? Haste to get it out there. I didn't exactly... Well, it's like all the people who uh, blamed you for the Aaron Rodgers report. Oh, yeah. Which which I have tried to say many, many times, and I'll say it again. Folks, his source was ironclad. Yeah. It was going to happen. Aaron Rodgers was going to be traded here until Green Bay got cold feet at the last minute. And that's exactly why, you know, the, the following year or whatever it was, they went out and, well, two years, I guess, they when, when all of a sudden he was going to get traded. All of a sudden, they went out or and and got Hackett. I they thought I, there was a chance. But regarding this Fangio story, I am stunned that a team that is coached by somebody as old school as Coach Capri Pants uh, would possibly favor the Miami lifestyle uh, over football. I am stunned. Just, just, just stunned. Yeah, yeah, that's a stunned. shocker. Travis Kelsey on with his uh, brother uh, Jason Kelsey. Uh, explaining why he and Patrick Mahomes tossed Justin Cook Tucker's uh, kicking equipment prior to the AFC Championship game. Like, if you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a d- about it, like trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it, it but got under me, skin and, a me bit. and Pat... We were we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah, and it was uh, you got to go in there and have yeah. the right mindset, and we just weren't in a joking mood. Laser focus. We weren't in a joking mood. So, so how do you feel about the idea if you're a Raven, real football player? Uh huh. That uh, you know Justin Tucker's out there trying to you know, <laughs> you know kind of get under the skin of uh, right, right, Kelsey right, and Mahomes. Right, right. Yeah. Know your place. <laughs> <laughs> like kids in the 50s. Be seen, not heard. Know your place. You're a kicker. I know you're the greatest kicker in the history of the National yeah, Football League. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that that is, the, and you're great at singing opera. Yes. Very good. Okay, those are the two things you do really, really well. And acknowledge that uh, Travis's girlfriend is uh, America's songbird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but there's limits. There, yeah. Know your role. Know your role on the team. I think you just, yeah. I did think he, because he is that good at what he does, he just kind of forgot, like, the the team pecking order. Oh, for a second he thought that they were like peers. Right, for a second he thought he Him was and Mahomes and Kelsey were peers. Right. He right. thought he was part of the football team. <laughs> like we're all in the same fraternity type thing. Yeah, no, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> you you like we allow you to be around. We allow just understand that. But it's not like you're part of the the deal here. So curb your enthusiasm is uh wrapping up their their long run with Larry David and Larry mm-hmm. David Making the media rounds, which you can tell he um, he likes as much as a root canal. But uh, he he was on with uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, mm-hmm. and the subject of pro wrestling 
uh, came up. Apparently, Bill Simmons is a big pro wrestling fan, like our very own Zach Bai. Uh-huh. Larry David doesn't get it. Listen, you're watching this thing. <laughs> yeah, you know that it's not fixed, but the people who are there, they think it's real. Yeah. No, they do. Are you kidding? They go crazy. They wouldn't go crazy if they thought that it was real. You know, I've always wondered about that. Because you, you look at WrestleMania. Right. And they'll hold these WrestleMania events. And there'll be like 70,000 people in the stands going absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Huge television ratings. Wrestling has always gotten huge television ratings. And I've I've never really quite understood it. Because it is scripted. It is yeah. fake. If if sports supposedly is the greatest reality show there is, wrestling is scripted. It's it's not real. I, so please explain the appeal to me. I don't get it. I've tried over the years. I've tried. I don't get it. Explain to me. I guess wrestling fans, pro wrestling and soccer fans, please explain to me the appeal of your respective sports. I yeah. I don't I, uh... get it. It's, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, Mike. It's, it's um, a mystery. <laughs> you know what the ones I love though is when like, uh, well, people will tweet out like, if wrestling's not real, explain this. You know, and some guys giving him the oogly oogly, you know, with the finger, <laughs> and the guy gets mesmerized and you know and falls asleep. He does the cobra thing, and then the guy falls asleep because he went with the cobra and he got mesmerized by it. Like, explain to me then this, you know, and uh, I love that stuff. What's the, uh, what's what's the oogly oogly thing? Well, the oogly 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 oogly. Yeah, you you give him the oogly eyes. (laughs) Now done for what is trending. Yeah, there's no getting around that. Wrestling fan coming down on the text line in three, two, one. We'll react next. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Boy, you thought, uh, you thought Zach Bai was mad at us for our belief in Sean Payton. Wait until he gets a load of us going after wrestling. Oh, my goodness, right? Right. Dude's oh, got be dude's over. got his own you know he's got belts and stuff like yeah. that you know he he walks around at home in singlets and high high boots. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> singlets. God, I hated wearing a singlet. He walks around in a singlet with those high high boots. You know they're laced all the way up to the top. Yeah, probably wears like yeah. a mask. Right, you know? a luchador mask. Yeah, I wonder what Zach's hey, name kids. would be. <laughs> What would Zach's what would, wrestling name be? Yeah, what would Zach's wrestling <laughs> name be? Tell you what, we got we got we got ten minutes. All right, Zach needs a wrestling nickname. When you are a man, sometimes you wear stretchy pants. Pants. Three zero three nine five three zero three. I almost gave out my number. Three zero three seven one three one zero four three. Don't want that. Uh, 303-713-1043. Let's see here. Uh, uh, what, uh, let's see. What, let's see the wrestling people. Uh, mm. what's different here? Let's see. Uh, 
It's uh, no different than Marvel or DC Comics in regards to good guy versus bad guy. Oh, I, I get it. They get the villain yeah. hero thing great, but again, it's scripted. That's right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, and you do realize that the the Marvel comics you, and DC comics, you do realize that's not real. There's not those like Superman doesn't actually exist. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> Did it. Did the texter know that? <laughs> hey, listen, I hate to hate to break it to you, but Superman is not real. Okay, I know. I mean, it's Aquaman not- as cool as Aquaman is, he's not real. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Um, wrestling is like Disney on ice. I like that one. Wrestlers are athletic stuntmen. Uh, wrestling is a blue-collar soap opera. It's as simple as that. Well, okay. When I was in college, uh, I I enjoyed. I was a big. I was a General Hospital fan. Okay. okay. I'll admit it. I'll own it. Uh, like my GH back in the day, right? But, sure. And I wasn't alone. Uh, you'd you'd be amazed at how many college kids, I don't know if they do now, but how many college kids used to watch soap operas, right? So, um... What? Yeah. Is that like Luke and Laura? Yeah, that was like back during that day. So, here's the difference. Yes, a lot of people loved soap operas, but 70,000 of us didn't get together in a stadium to watch General Hospital. (laughs) You could be a wrestling fan and enjoy the soap opera aspect of it, but the fact that you know, everybody gets together for this the, these events and go crazy over something that is scripted is uh, inconceivable. Yes, right there. I, it's, well, you know, they. To be fair, they do um, like you, you know they do like sitcoms. You you tape a sitcom in front of a live studio audience. The sitcoms aren't real, but you do tape them in front of a studio audience. Yes, but everybody mm-hmm. who wants. But everybody who walks into that studio audience knows they're getting ready to watch a scripted show. Right, 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 right. These people go into an arena thinking they're watching a real sporting event. Well, I mean, it's a, it is, it's real, and they are athletes. They they, they do some like jumping around and some you know flippy do's and things. Let's see if we get some uh, candidates for. Oh, Zach's, Zach's wrestling, wrestling name. name. Uh, the Pale Pirate. The Pale Pirate. Uh, the Whiny Hiney. So far, nothing good. No. Uh, no. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Anyway, we just threw this on you, so you haven't had a lot of time to think about it. Right. So you maybe, uh, maybe think about it, and then you can drop him on Zach later on, because you know he'll react to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, because he's so good with his teases, Captain Cliffhanger. Captain Cliffhanger. Uh, Zach is known as Captain Hyperbole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Eh, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to think. The Slim the Reaper. The Slim the Reaper. I like that slim, one. The Slim Reaper. The Slim Reaper. But that was that was a that's a nickname that was given to. Uh, um, the the receiver for Philadelphia, uh, Devontae Smith, out of Alabama. Oh, really? The Slim Reaper? Yeah, he's the Slim Reaper because okay. he's just so skinny. 
Uh, I was thinking it's got to be something. Like somebody says, it's no different than the Harlem Globetrotters. I've been, I've seen the Harlem Globetrotters. They put on an amazing show. Mm -hmm. When I walk in there, I know I'm getting ready to see a basketball entertainment show, not a real game. Right. We know when when Curly pulls the bucket that <laughs> we know the confetti is right. in the bucket. Right. right. We know that. Right. We and we all laugh. That's right. <laughs> there you go. The Schenectady nightmare. <laughs> so the big uh, story is... has got to be buy. Something buy. buy. Like, you know, the uh, buy... The uh, buy something or other. Uh. <laughs> There's some funny ones. I can't read them. Yeah, oh, I'm uh, sure. The bystander. Um, mm hmm. Z Bird. Z Bird. Uh, he's a Bills fan, so how about the pit of misery? Mm. Yeah, none of these. None of these are just really. No. Jumping all. You no. guys, I mean. Normally, you're really good. The, yeah, but this is the 9 o'clock hour. True. Right? This is the first time I think we've ever given the 9 a.m. listeners this kind of awesome responsibility. Yeah, and they and have definitely let us down. they're not up to the challenge yet. No. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Evans, you're such a jerk. You mean to tell me that you don't get the family in the car to go watch a movie every so often? That's what wrestling is. It's scripted, but everything has a storyline. We know it's fake, but it's entertainment. He's got a point. No, that's the problem. That's the problem. Not everybody knows that this is scripted. Not everybody knows that this is preordained. Not everybody knows that this is not real. Not everybody knows this. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't think you guys really believe. Like, even though it's scripted, you 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 choose not to believe. Or there's just there's a suspended reality, like. Yeah, I'm with you. A couple of uh, news items to pass along. Dan Quinn uh, gained the new job with the Washington Commanders. Good mm-hmm. fit. Good fit there. Uh, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big Dan Quinn guy. Like, I love, I love Dan Quinn. So, yes, um, I think it is. I think it's a great fit. The Seahawks have hired Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Although he'll always be Michael McDonald to me. Yes, I will not forget that. No, you won't. You you're going to keep remembering <laughs> that it's Michael McDonald. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, and check this out. This uh, CBS has announced that for the Super Bowl they're going to be using 165 cameras for this Super Bowl, including three drones, five sky cams, 24 robotic cameras, 20 end zone pylon cameras. 24 cameras with 4K zoom, and this is the great, this is the best one. Six doink cameras inside the uprights. Doink cameras? Doink cameras to capture the, the doinks. doinks. The potential wow. of the doink. All right. That is, right. that is, that I, I love, whenever it pops, I, the camera, the microphones that you guys put on the, um, Uprights is cool because whenever yeah. some it, it, when you guys just play the highlight and all you hear is the sound and just that that thud whenever the, they hit the crossbar the, the th- or the uprights it's just yeah. that thud it's not really a doink it's more just that thud and it's uh, it's very cool very compelling audio uh, it is you know what that is that's cool 
Uh, what other? I like the uh, Megalodon camera. That's when the guy's on the uh, on the field, you know, and it's just really kind of cool. It's got its own little jib, and you know they're following a dude. And it, you'll know when you see. Oh it. yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It, it, it's it's set up like around the the. Per, it's like he wears it like a harness. Yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's not like he's like carrying. It. It's like it it just kind of floats along with him as he moves along. Exactly. It's very cool. Yes, and they get very, right up in the cool. grill of the players, and the players are you know acting mm-hmm. all cool like, hey, I don't see you. I don't see yeah. you. Yeah. I know millions of people are watching me. I don't see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so there you go. Oh, the stuff. The wrestling fans. I don't. They're not as wrestling fans are still pretty cool mm-hmm. when it comes to their criticism. They're not like soccer fan. Man, yeah. soccer fan. You go after soccer fan, they just lose their collective minds. Wrestling, they'll they'll debate it here with you. They'll 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 concede some points too. So sure. Anyway, sure. Uh, hey, safe travels. You're back in the studio with us tomorrow. You get to yes, work a I real am. show, a real right. full show. You think you're up to it? All four probably hours? Not. <laughs> probably not. We're probably gonna have to do like two and a half hours, and then we're just gonna get loose after that. <laughs> uh, it's fine with me. We all look forward to that. We look forward to uh, Josh and Stoke coming up next.